The following shear has been presented by Rav Shmuel ben Yaman Honigwax, Dayan at the Beis Havad, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. Kedushim and Zayin. The Gemara says, Amarav, Amakadish, Mimulvein, Mikudesh, Nitna. That if a person is Mikadish, Isha, with a loan that he had lent her, and he tells her that instead of repaying the loan, he's going to be Mekadosh with the money of the loan. The halacha is, she is not Mekudoshes. Why? Because because the, the, the purpose of a loan is that the borrower should spend it, and therefore, it's not considered that he's giving any, or any actual value, anything of, of substance, because the money had already been spent, she had already received the money and, and spent it, and he is only relieving her from the obligation of repaying the loan. And therefore, it's not considered that he handed her, uh, he handed her anything of, of, uh, of substance. Rashi says that what does it mean nitna? The borrower is allowed to spend the money of the loan. He does not have to keep it as a as an investment that that has an actual um, value received in return for the money that he laid out. In other words, there would have been a possibility that when somebody lends somebody else money, he would have to exchange the money for something else that would be considered instead of the loan, instead of the money of the loan. And therefore, it would not be considered that the money is, is, is non-existent at this point. It would be considered that the thing that the borrower had bought, instead of the money, would now, be, would now take the place of that money, and it would be sort of a um, mashkin for the loan. And therefore, when the husband, uh, when, when the future husband tells the wife, I'd like to give you the money of the loan in order to, to, become, uh, to get married to you, we would say that since the the, the money of the iska, the, the thing which had been received in return for the money, now is ha- being handed over to the woman that she did receive something of substance for which she, could, uh, she can become a kudashas. This Rashi is used by the Ktsais to make a very important point. There are many halachas that pertain to Amilva. One of the halachas is that Shviyas is Meshamet Amilva. That if, if a person lends money before the, the eighth year, uh, before the seventh year, and, and uh, the, the seventh year passes, and the Rosh Hashanah of the eighth year uh, passes, then the halacha is that the lender can no longer um, uh, ask for his money back. Uh, it says, it says, A person is not allowed to ask for the money back. Says the Ktsois, this would only apply to a loan. Uh, that means a loan that the borrower has the right to spend. What if the arrangement was not that the borrower has the right to spend the money on whatever he wants? Rather, the borrower had to be mamed the money be'iska. The borrower had to make sure that there was something in his possession that took the place of this money. He would have to buy something with the money, and that thing would have to remain in his possession, but the borrower has no right to, 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 to liquidate all everything he has, to liquidate all of his assets, and use up all of his money, the, the, uh, because then there will be nothing left for the lender to rely on. If, if, if that is a situation, that something has to be left for the lender to rely on, then the halacha is that it does not have the customary din of a loan, and you can be mekadosh isha with it, and the Ktsai says that shviyas will not be mishamet such a loan. Any time that the money is given as an iska, shviyas is not mishamet. We once had uh, an interesting case in the in a, a din Torah. What happened was that Ruvain hired Shimon to do work for him to sheetrock his house. 
So Shimon sent down his workers and she rocked the house. Subsequently, Ruvain and Shimon agreed that Shimon had owed Ruvain money previously and therefore Ruvain was not obligated to pay Shimon at all for the work that Shimon had done sheetrocking the house. Then, another person appeared on the scene. Levi appeared and said, you should know that I was a shutup with Shimon when he sheetrocked the house. Me and Shimon had agreed to go into partnership to provide sheetrocking services for people. And when Shimon sheetrocked your house, it wasn't the money that you, you thought you owed to Shimon. Himself was really owed part, partially to Shimon and partially to me, Levi. And therefore, although Shimon owed you money previously, the halacha should nevertheless be that at least half of the money is due to me because I was his partner and therefore, and therefore you, part, part of the money is owed to me. Additionally, Levi tainted that the money for the sheetrock was taken solely out of Levi's account. All the money from the sheetrock came out of Levi's pocket. And therefore, Levi felt that he was entitled to be paid in full for the sheetrocking job. Despite the fact that Shimon had owed Ruvain money previously, nevertheless, Ruvain would not be able to use that existing uh, obligation that Shimon had to him to, uh, to cancel out the, the new chayv, the new obligation that Ruvain has to Shimon for sheetrocking the house, because really the money that Ruvain thought he owed to Shimon, it really is owed to Levi, because all the money for the sheetrocking came from Levi. It happened to be that this job was done for cost, and therefore there was no there was no profit that was being made by the shutfus. So, so Levi felt that he was entitled to all of the money. So the question, so the first question, whether or not Levi is entitled to half of the money, it would appear to be that Levi is correct. Since Levi can prove that he was a Shutaf, he had, he had already entered into partnership with Shimon, despite the fact that Ruvain didn't know about this partnership, nevertheless, once two people enter into partnership and one of them does work, even if he uses all of his own money for the work and his own workers and whatever it is, nevertheless, half of, 50% of whatever earnings he, he makes will, go, will automatically belong to the Shutaf. The Rambam says that, I mean, the, 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 the Mordechai says that if two people go into partnership to do work, two barbers go into partnership to do work, the Allah is that whatever one partner gets is split 50-50 with the other partner. This, this would seem to apply also before the partner actually calls in the loan and gets the money for the work that he performed. Even before he, he gets the money, the actual Loan, the actual chayv, the obligation that the, that the person who received the service owes to the service provider is to be split 50-50 with the service provider's partner and therefore Levy had automatically, immediately acquired half of the, the obligation that Reuven had to Shimon and therefore Levy, Reuven would not be correct in canceling it out with that half with the previous obligation that Shimon had had to Reuven. The question becomes... Just like the Ksai said, that when a person has to imamid something be'iska, the Allah is, that it doesn't have the regular din of a chayv, the Rif says something else that's very interesting. The Rif says that just like the, if, I, if I give somebody money for an iska, the, the borrower has no right to spend it on whatever he wants. He can't go ahead and, and frivolously spend the money. He has to make sure that he acquires something of value in exchange for the money. So the Rift says, because, since that's the case, 
The halacha will also be that a balchayiv will not be able to give it from the money of the iska. In other words, if Reuven gives money, Shimon money for an iska, he invests $100 with Shimon, and all that money has a din of an iska, Shimon can't take any of that money and spend it on his own needs. He has to use it for the business ventures that they agreed upon. Now, if Shimon owed money previously to Levi, Levi would not be able to take those assets of the iska for, for his chayiv. For his because all those assets of the Iska are considered a mashkin for Ruvain's chayv. Since Ruvain gave the money as the Iska, and, and the Allah of the Iska is that it must be used for investments, so the money of the Iska is considered a mashkin, and Ruvain has a very strong shibun on that money, and no other bal no other lender can come and take away this mashkin that, that, that Ruvain has such a strong shibun on. Therefore, it would stand to reason that in our case, the halacha should be as follows. Not only does, does Levi have the right to force Reuven to pay him 50% because of the fact that he's a shutav with Shimon, but Levi would seem to be correct in his argument that since he, Levi, was the one who spent all the money on the sheetrocking job, that the money, that, that the, the, the obligation that Reuven has because of the sheetrocking job should be considered a mashkin for Levi's chayv. Just like if Levi would give Shimon money and tell him to invest it, and Shimon went and invested that money, whatever investments Shimon receives have a halacha of a mashkin, and there's a strong shibut for Levi on that money, so too if Shimon uses that money and creates a chayv, one would think that the halacha would be the same, and that... Levi, the person who invested the money, would have a strong shibud on the chiyuv that Ruvain had to Shimon because of the sheetracking job. And not only would Ruvain not be able to cancel out the part that belongs to Levi because that's his part of the shutvah, he also wouldn't be able to cancel out the part of the chayv, the, the 50% of the chayv that technically is due to Shimon, since that part of the chayv that's due to Shimon is a mashkin for Levi's investment. Since Levi was not paid back all of his principal, and Levi is still out. 50% of the money because he's the one who laid out the money. Therefore, whatever, whatever profits, so to speak, whatever, whatever goods are received in exchange for that money that Levy laid out should be considered a mashkin for Levy, should be collateral for Levy's outlay of money, and Levy should be entitled to get that money before any other Balchayv can get it. And that, one would think that that would include a Balchayv who already has the money. In other words, even though Ruvain hasn't yet given that money to Shimon, Nevertheless, the chayv that Reuven owes to Shimon is collateral, and Reuven would not be able to give that chayv. Reuven would not be able to call in that chayv and cancel it out for the chayv that, that Shimon owes to Reuven. Because since another Baal chayv would not be able to come and collect this money, so Reuven himself shouldn't be able to come and collect this money, because this money is considered collateral for Levi's chayv, for, for, for Levi's investment that Levi invested with Shimon. Because we, we know that the Allah is that when Reuven lends Shimon money and Shimon lends Reuven money, the only reason that the two obligations cancel each other out is only because we say there's no point in going ahead and Reuven paying Shimon and then Shimon paying Reuven. We say, what's the point of doing that? What's the point of handing the money back and forth? Why hand the money back and forth when it's at the same price you can just leave it by Reuven? Since that's the whole rationale why two conflicting obligations cancel each other out, 
So one would, one would think that in this case that wouldn't apply because if Reuven would go and pay Shimon the money that, that he owes him for the she-racking job, then Shimon, Reuven would not be able to, to, to get that money back for the chiv that Shimon owes Reuven because once Reuven pays that money to Shimon, it becomes a mashkin for the investment that Levi invested with Shimon and therefore Levi would be entitled to that money before Reuven would be entitled to the money. Just like the Rif says that it, the money of it, that whatever is received in exchange for money of the Iska, the Baal has no is not entitled to that money at all. So Lechaira, one could reach the conclusion that in this situation, Levi is correct in saying that he deserves to be paid back all of the money. Emir Tzashem, in tomorrow's year, we're going to continue a little bit because the, this entire also has a shaykhis to tomorrow's daf, and, and, and we're going to make an interesting distinction with regard to this halacha. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To sign up for the Halacha Center's weekly interactive e-journal, please email subscribe to info at thehalachacenter.org.